There's an old saying that if the shoe fits, wear it. Wear it well. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, I've been very skeptical. However, uh, I can't do that anymore. This kid can play. There's something about him other than just the way he looks, the way he carries himself, the way he talks. It's the way he plays football, and that's all I really want to focus on because all the other stuff is is caricature, caricature type stuff. But this is this is real. This is tangible. This guy makes throws, and he understands the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you saw that on display on national TV last night with a twenty to seven victory over the hated rivals, the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'll tell you a play that stuck out of my mind. It was third and long at a pivotal point late in the game. Tennessee had momentum. This kid went long and drew a pass interference penalty. Period, point blank, end of discussion. That's what winners do. Gardner Minshew, salute. And, you know, man, kudos to the coaching staff, man. I mean, the coaching staff for recognizing and understanding that they didn't need a veteran, that this kid was capable of doing the job the way that they needed to be done and guys like me sitting there saying this team is built to try to contend for a championship why do you not have somebody in in case Nick Foles gets hurt which he did I gotta give credit to them and I gotta give credit to the scouts that found this kid because he has galvanized the fan base after the gut punch of week one getting blown out by the Chiefs and not only getting blown out by the Chiefs but losing the quarterback uh, that they finally got in Nick Foles after not having a quarterback for so many years, man, you're sitting there thinking like, wow, how could this happen to, to Jacksonville and the snake bitten as a franchise? Well, you know, the football God said, hold up, wait a minute, time out, ease up on all of that stuff because we got something for you here. And uh, the play to me is the first thing I think about. And, and the only thing I cautioned everyone was I cautioned everyone to – not pay so much attention to the caricature stuff, to the, the dress and the style and the voice and whatever person you thought he looked like, uh, Uncle Rico or whoever. You, you got to know him for his play, and then all of that other stuff kind of comes into effect. And, you know, it's funny and it's cute and all of that stuff, but it's got to be about the play because if it's not about the play first, then we start to lose sight of what's really, really important. So let the play speak for itself. And the, the play is speaking loud and clear now. Do I have a criticism of the offense overall? A little bit, and I'll get into that in, in just a second. But right now, this kid is efficient. He doesn't make mistakes. And there was something he did last night that it, it wasn't a completion, but it was, it was a veteran savvy move that made – and they actually got away with it, too, because it was a bogus call. They called pass interference. I believe it was on Logan Ryan uh, in the fourth quarter. After the Titans and the drive after the Titans scored their touchdown to get within 10, they had a little bit of momentum. They were holding the Jaguars. The Jaguars kept getting penalties. This kid on third and long went deep down the sideline. Okay, DJ Chalk had been winning 50-50 balls all night. DJ Chalk 6'4", Logan Ryan's 5'10", 5'11", at best. DJ Chuck's fast. Logan Ryan isn't. Um, he threw it up, and because of the ebb and flow of the game and the way the game was going, it was a bogus call, but the ref threw a pass interference. But that's a veteran-savvy move to say, look, I'm going to give our big, tall guy a chance to get the ball, and guess what? It's third and long. I might even get a P.I. right here. 
you know, and that's a, a DPI, and that's exactly what he did. When he did that, I said, you know what? He understands the game the way a coach understands and processes the game. And he understands the game the way a veteran does because we always say veterans are coaches on the field. And that's exactly what Gardner Minshew was able to do last night against the Titans. Now, the little criticism I said, in two games and then three quarters, the Jaguars have scored 49 points. That's 16 points a game. So that's why I say we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and, and, and not at least acknowledge the fact that they're playing good defense aside from the first game against the Chiefs and they're being efficient and not turning the ball over besides the sack last week against the Texans. But they still have to find a way to generate and score more points, and I think that's going to be about the offensive line as well as their ability to run the football. So kudos, Gardner Minshew. My foot's not in my mouth yet, but you're doing a good job, kiddo. Someone else uh, that's doing a really, really good job is offensive coordinator John D. Filippo. And uh, one of the things that I really wanted to see him do, especially in the situation they're in right now, is throw the ball on first down and then test the deeper parts of the secondary. He did that yesterday. A lot of sideline passes. I was really impressed. Gardner threw that 15-yard out that I had always said that that's going to be one of the tests. Uh, for him moving forward he was able to gun that thing in and he's getting one-on-one matchups D. Filippo's drawn and scheming up people and uh, he's getting one-on-one matchups that allows uh, these guys to go up and, and use their athletic ability and their talent to make plays um, once they get a healthy Josh Oliver back and and, and they are, are giving Gardner Minshew a bigger target in the middle of the field to exploit those seams it's going to get even I think better for them uh, the thing that they do have to get cleaned up, and uh, I heard a lot of talk about it last night. I was even I even asked Leon Cersei about it. Is the rotation at offensive line? I don't know if they still got guys competing, but this isn't the preseason. I think if your people are healthy, you need to just get one group of people out there and stick with it, because they had absolutely nothing in the running game. And I know Leonard Fournette leaves a lot to be desired at times with his vision, and I get that. And uh, moving laterally, and I get that too. Sometimes he trips over himself and he doesn't break that one tackle, uh, considering how big and strong and physical he is. But uh, by the same token, uh, there's also not a lot of room to run. And and you're either delusional or naive if you think that all of this falls on 27, because it doesn't. Uh, sometimes he gets the ball and there's absolutely nowhere to go then you could be Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook, and you're going to get smashed in the backfield on about 75% of Leonard's runs. That's what happens. And the dumb penalties. Uh, Early on, Leonard had a nice 10 or 11-yard run, and it was negated by a backside hole. He ran to the strong side, and then the left tackle got a penalty, Cam Robinson. That probably comes from not playing. But it also, you have to be smarter if you're Cam Robinson, and you can't do that type of stuff but uh considering they have no running game even though the stats will say that they do because Gardner scrambled and then Leonard was able to bust a 69 yarder off late in the game which I thought he was going to score on that and usually he would but I think he's a little dead-legged because he had just taken like the the four hits prior to that one was on a one-handed grab that he caught on th- Leonard Fournette took a beating an absolute beating so they got to clean the running game up uh, maybe give a change of pace with somebody else to get people off of Leonard's cadence. 
uh, and it'll help the team. But uh, overall, good job. There's not too much that you could actually complain about uh, with their performance last night. All right, we got a lot more stuff to get into. Uh, speaking of performance, um, are you getting tired? Are you you're unable to lose weight? You don't have energy? You can't find a workout that keeps you engaged. Then look into Peloton. That's right. Peloton is our sponsor and is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will also keep you coming back. And you'll get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com. That's P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. Got some more stuff to tell you. Stick around. All right, folks, welcome back to Locked on Jaguars. We talked about the victory last night, the 20-7 victory over the ingrown toenail Tennessee Titans. Uh, uh, we spoke about Gardner Minshew, spoke about the offense. Uh, now let's address the elephant in the room, and that is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, uh, he had some of us in the press box perplexed last night because Jalen Ramsey sat on the bench while the defense was getting ready to go out on the field. And then he put his helmet over his afro, and then he walked up, and I said, yep, he's going to play. Played well, gave up um, gave up one pass down the sideline to the sharp kid. Closed really, really well. The ball was just perfectly thrown, but it was really, really good coverage. But a couple of big thumping hits. Uh, Jalen brings the thunder, man, when he when he comes. He, he really brings uh, a wallop. He packs a wallop, and he's very, very physical at the point of attack. So played well. Uh, really sort of play one side of everything just like he always does and they mixed in a little zone and mixed in a little man-to-man so I guess you won't hear or see any complaints about whether or not they did the had the right coverages I guess you won't see or hear any complaints about anything because winning cures all of that stuff now he did a podcast early in the day <clears throat> and on that podcast he actually gave a little bit more insight to whatever it is is eating him up and that has him demanding a trade from the team. He wasn't the only one that spoke. Shaq Khan spoke on NFL Network and said he was sensitive to needs of individuals, but it's a team sport, and so you'll always do what's best for the team. You can, and that was a paraphrase, by the way. It wasn't a direct quote, but you can try to surmise whether Shaq Khan was saying one guy's not bigger than the team, and if he wants to leave, we'll get rid of him. Or you can say, oh, no. You know, I know you want more money right now, and I know you want to leave, but we can't let you go because you're too good for us to let you go and hit the market. And we're not going to get good value for you, so it's best for us that we keep you because I think it's best for the Jacksonville Jaguars to keep him. Now, I don't believe that you allow a disgruntled employee to make you make managerial decisions. I do, however, believe that you allow a disgruntled employee to make you take a look at what what pisses them off so bad and make you take a look at the situation to see if there's something you need to look closer at and then if you need to go talk to somebody and that in this case the person that somebody to me is tom coughlin and say look is there another way we can approach this here's what the crux of it is with me as it pertains to Jalen. after the dust up in houston on the sideline with uh doug marone Jalen said after the loss that there were things said to him 
by someone that he deemed disrespectful that made him realize he can't play here anymore. So he called his agent, David Mutagetta, um, and said, get me out of here. So to me, that kind of get me out of here. You know what that get me out of here sounds like? Get me out of here before I hurt somebody. It's like if you're somewhere and somebody offends you, you turn to your wife and you go, hey, baby, it's time to wrap this up. Let's go because I can see where this is going. So that kind of get, I don't necessarily mean physically. He's going to physically assault anyone. But I'm going to take a wild speculative guess because Doug Marone said he hadn't spoke to Jalen since they had the dust up on the sideline. Okay, so it wasn't from the head coach. The GM, I don't think he, he he's not yoked like that to go and disrespect. I, I, as much as I criticize Dave Caldwell, Dave Caldwell is not the type of person that will go and criticize or go into a locker room and and go all Sergeant Carter on a kid or on a player because I don't think he interferes that way. I think he allows the coach to have that domain. Here's what I think happened, and I could be dead wrong. That senior vice president of this team, Tom Coughlin, whether Doug was going to chew him out or not, that Tom Coughlin had some choice words because this is Tom Coughlin, the coach, okay? Even Jerry Jones, with the way that he meddles and the way that he gives press conferences all the time, you get more credibility because, one, he's the owner, then he's the, the CEO and he runs the team. He's the GM. But the thing about Jerry Jones is he talks all the time. He communicates with his players all the time. He has an open door policy with his players all the time. So if he wants to go and say something to somebody, you, you almost get it and you almost understand it. Probably, I would venture to say, and I'm just guessing, the last time Tom Coughlin did or said anything to Jalen Ramsey is when Tom Coughlin said that Anybody who ain't here needs to be here doing voluntary OTAs and, and, and all of that stuff. And then the league kind of sent him a message. And Jalen said something cryptic like, keep talking, I'm going to run my mouth and, and blah, blah, blah. And Doug Marone says, no, I'm fine with it. See, this is the disconnect that I'm talking about. If the head coach says I'm fine with it, then the senior VP can't be a coach. He has to be the senior VP. If he has a problem with what Doug Marone is fine with or isn't fine with, then he needs to address Doug Marone about his management style. You don't go around and circumvent the coach and go to his subordinates. Now, I know there are people out there that says he's the senior vice president of the team. He can do what the hell he wants to because he's in charge of day-to-day operations. Technically, yeah. Just because you can't do something doesn't mean you should. And this is where knowing who you're dealing with and knowing what's going to happen if you do certain things. So when we say that the player is causing a distraction, I think we have to look at it from a bigger perspective. We know who Jalen is and what he is and how he's yoked. Does that mean you placate to him? And does that mean that you let him just bend over in your face? No, no, because everybody has to respect everyone else. But if I want the best out of a player, then I have to know how that player is yoked. And if, I, and if I know how that player is yoked, I'm going to act accordingly. More importantly, I would think that it's best for a coach to have the best relationship and the best pulse on, his, on the finger of, of that player and his locker room. I think it would be who of me to back off and let the coach deal with it. If I don't like the way the coach is dealing with it, 
I'll pull a coach in and I'll talk to him if I'm Tom Coughlin. But to go around and usurp the power of the coach and now make people in the locker room not respect the coach, because I'm going to tell you something about coach culture from my experience. You remember when your coach would protect you from the dean and the principal? Now, he was responsible for you, but he almost was like, you know, the, the person that you would sing to is your coach. Or if you're in the military, the person you, you sing to is your supervisor or your, your first sergeant. You sing to them because music soothes the savage beast. They will go stand on the table for you and go to bat for you in front of the big boss. When the big boss doesn't like something that you've done to the coach, if the coach himself won't puff his own chest out, you can't as the big dog go around. Tom Coughlin, if he chewed out anybody or said something disrespectful to somebody, he should have did it to Doug Marone. Because once you go around, it's almost like a kid, your child asking you for 20 bucks and you saying no because you don't want to give it to him. You want him to earn it. And then he goes around your back to your grandfather and he gets the money. They lose respect for you. Tom Coughlin needs to realize, and this is just my opinion, that Doug Marone is the coach of this team. And he's doing Doug Marone, the locker room, and those players. And now if Jalen is hell-bent on leaving here, he's, he's doing everybody a disservice for trying to do something that isn't constructive. He played his card. Jalen played his. Now, where are we as an organization? That's the thing right now that bothers me about all of this whole thing because that's, to me, what it feels like. I doubt Doug Marone wants to trade Jalen Ramsey because guess why? It's hard. It is hard to find those big feet puppies, man. Guys like that don't come around very often. This, this, this franchise has maybe had three people like that in 25 years. Four. Four. Almost five, but I know four. 28, 71, 82, and 20. The other guy is 32. If I get to that next step. But I'm talking about really, 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 uh, what they, they call it, uh, having a puppy with big paws. Guys like that don't come along often, man. You're going to ship one out because of personality functions? Yeah, he's a little bit hard to deal with. But guess what? He makes your life easier and he makes it easier to win. And every single person I see criticizing him for every little thing that he does, they don't understand how a guy like that is yoked, even if they were a former player. Elite players understand it. And I, and I hate to be the guy to do that, but guys who were overachievers and had to scrape and scratch their way to everything and couldn't afford to make that kind of noise they don't they they don't see they don't they think Jalen Ramsey is an idiot because it looks like you're blowing an opportunity with all of that talent you're blowing an opportunity you see some elite guys super super elite guys that didn't scratch their way and climb their way to a great career guys that just woke up out of they woke up ready to go you know what they say? Ah, oh, you need to calm down a little bit, but ain't no big deal. That's why I did one of a podcast the other day called Ain't Nothing New Under the Sun. Because it ain't. We've seen this before. But you always go back and look at those stories and say, okay, how was it dealt with? 
This is not a police blotter situation. This is not drugs. This ain't dope program. This ain't being suspended. This 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 ain't riding a motorcycle and wrecking. This ain't going and being on a boat the week of the game. It ain't none of that stuff, man. It ain't none of that stuff. And if the coaches and the players and the people in the locker room, the, the, that's where you win games. You don't win games with people in the media that have a, a different perspective and they're from a different world and they don't understand that stuff. You don't win games on a podcast. You don't win games on a radio show. You don't win games doing TV and news. You don't win games once the games start. You don't win games in the senior vice president's office. You win games by what happens in the locker room with the participants and what happens with their relationship and their belief in the coaching staff and the coaching staff's belief in them so they could go out and form a fist and knock the hell out of the opponent. I ain't trying to preach, man, but I'm just giving you my perspective. This is Locked on Jaguars. What up, folks? This is your man, T-Wig, trying to show you how you can get you some money in your pocket because it's the end of the week. It's Friday, and that means Saturday and Sunday, college football, NFL football. I'm telling you, man, mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag on your NFL games. Look, this is what you need to do. Enjoy football on Saturday, but come Sunday, you need to be enjoying football and making you some money at the same time. And I wouldn't be telling you to bet with mybookie.ag if it wasn't the total, total truth. Here's what you do, man. You join right now at mybookie.ag and you'll get double your first deposit. That's right. That's a bonus. But you got to put in your promo code. And your promo code is locked on. One word, locked on. And it'll activate that offer. Now that promo code again is locked on. You visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Let me give you an example of what you can do. If you're playing and you have a team picked and it doesn't look so good at halftime, guess what you can do? Switch. That's right. Change it up. You brought one girl to the prom and you're leaving with another one because, hey, she looks better. And that's what you can do at mybookie. You can make your money. So switch that thing up. Go use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. The promo code again is locked on at mybookie.ag today. Go get you some money, man. Do it soon. Yo, man, this your boy T Wig. I got to have a personal conversation with you. It's just between me and you, all right? If you're not performing in the bedroom up to your standards or up to somebody else's standards, I got a remedy for you. Go to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. And give them the promo code locked on and get that thing kicked off right, man, and get those problems out of your way. You don't want to talk about sex? That's okay. But I want to talk about it. I want to talk about good sex because I remember in the days that I was 19 years old, man, and I was as strong as an ox. Sometimes it's not like that right now at 50 years old, and you need a little extra motivation. And Blue Chew is where you can get that motivation, man. I'm telling you, your partner will be totally satisfied and you'll be satisfied. And it's not even for people that have issues. It's just for some people that want to show off and show out. When You need that extra wow in your private life and in the bedroom. Blue Chew is where you go. That's right. Now, here's the offer. We've got a special deal for our listeners here at Locked On. You visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code Locked On. That's right. The promo code is locked on it's blue chew it's the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast
All right, man, it's your man T-Wick, third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars, and we'll make this short, sweet, and quick and to the point. Moving forward with uh, the defense playing well again, the defense got their swag back, Saxonfield is back, as Yannick Ngakwe said last night. So uh, moving forward, there's a very, very favorable schedule. Either it's because the teams that they have aren't good or the teams that they do have on their schedule that are good appear to at right now have issues some of them have like for instance new orleans quarterback issues drew Brees is out teddy bridgewater isn't drew Brees. um Taysom hill not drew Brees. so um there's some winnable games here there's some winnable games especially with the confidence for gardner Minshew uh right now being sky high and teams really have to have to account for him add to that intrigue this question because this is what we do this is a content. This ain't clickbait, but it's a content creator, and it gives you something to ponder and think about. If they go on a little bit of a run here, because whether they trade Jalen or not, you know, who knows, but whatever they do, if those guys band together, if those guys band together and go on a little bit of a run, let's not get unrealistic. They're one and two right now. Let's just say they go eight and three uh, up until week 11 when Nick Foles is able to come back. What do you do? It's a good problem to have. I wouldn't necessarily call it a quarterback controversy, but what I will call it is this, a good problem to have. You you now have this upstart rookie that's taken not only this city, but the league by storm right now. And he, he set some record, for, I think, for most yards in his first three starts or something like that. You have this rookie or highest completion percentage or something. It might be both, knowing him. Uh, you, you got that part of it. And you got the Super Bowl winning quarterback who's MVP of the Super Bowl that you paid a ton of money to. So, yeah, man, a lot of questions uh, that'll be coming up. And uh, but but these are all good questions. What do you do at quarterback when you have two guys that can play? Sounds a whole lot different than what do you do at quarterback when you don't have one guy that can play and you have to go out and try to compete and win games. Enjoy your weekend. It's a Friday edition of Locked On Jaguars. You guys be safe, and we'll see you Monday. Jaguars victorious 20-7. They finally get their first win of the season. Let's see if that momentum can keep going.